Welcome to the Wealth Radar podcast, where we scan the landscape and navigate the noise of investing in personal wealth. I'm Paul Fowler, and I'm joined by my brother, Jason. We're certified financial planners from Fowler's Group, and in this episode, we'll be recapping all our episodes from last year and give you a bit of a heads up of what's in store for 2023. It's good to be back, Porco. I have to apologise uh, on behalf of yourself and myself for our radio silence since the 6th of December. Uh, life got in the way, let's just say. <laughs> Christmas, mate. That's Christmas, Christmas, New Year's. We had intended to drop one in, in December, but it, it, yeah, life got in the way. So we're back on track um, and we'll be back for on a fortnightly basis for 2023. So our apologies if you've been waiting with bated breath <laughs> and sure hopefully somebody has. Um, so yeah, 2022 was, was was good. We got our first dozen episodes out, which that was great. I think we did. We ended up with about ten. We we, we can take the learner plates off. I think we're past yeah. that. So yeah. we've got the the red peas on at the moment. So um, yeah, I, I don't know if you well. look, but we actually cracked a thousand downloads just well, before Christmas. So somebody out there is actually listening. I think that was with Paul Horn's episode. It I was he's pretty psyched about that. Yeah, no, he got us across the line. So. Maybe, mate, you can start off with uh, a recap of 2022 quickly. Yeah, let's just do a, a, a recap of the episodes. And where do you start? Of course, we've got to start with the old man. That was He, he was the first one. And um, I guess all, all I want to do is just maybe take a little... Point out of each? A couple of points out of each that yeah. sort of resonated with, with myself that we got out of it. But from Dad's, there's a, there's a heap other than him being a redheaded uh, performer or what he yep. wanted to be. Um, probably the referability factors, the four referability factors. Yeah. Um, stand out because it's I guess it's something you and I both growing up with him uh, repeating and over and over uh, ad nauseum so um, the four factors being show up on time do what you say you're going to do finish what you started and always say, say please and thank you yeah so that that was the first one yeah yeah I think and then the, there was a, a couple of other short episodes that were single topic that were bundled together that we did one on uh, fast five superannuation and we did one on insurance the hidden gem I think that the key one out of the super one for me was the message we're trying to get was actually take time to understand what you've got, take an interest in what's going on. And I think it's important because I read an article today um, that I'll put my hand on here shortly, uh, came up in yesterday's, the that there's the stats are in for the end of 2022 and the biggest 14 super funds in the country manage 80% of the superannuation assets in this country. And in fact, the two largest funds manage between them $519 billion. So that's that's been done on the basis that, you know, funds are under the one trustee have been rolled up. So that's essentially the, the trustees. The, and we've seen a few mergers too, didn't a we? A lot, like which has caused a bit of that, yeah. you know. Obviously, number two on that list is a merger of Q Super with uh, Sun Super. But yeah, I think it's quite interesting that that there's so much dominating, and the the government's been talking about that. So that was quite an interesting article. And then the second one was uh, insurance, well, the, where we spoke about the hidden gem, the, which was trauma insurance. Yeah, and the, the interesting out of out of that that we spoke about the the, the simple numbers and the um, how often it actually does happen in regards to the the trauma type definitions is that yeah, good a really good mate of ours, and again a, a, a client um, yeah made a quite a large trauma claim. In that period since doing that episode into to Christmas, so um, great outcome at the end of the day. He, he's going to be fine, and, um, and and the money's in the in the bank. So that was a 
a good little outcome. Absolutely. Unfortunately, it's something that just continues to happen rapidly. Uh, I think the next episode that we had amongst that was our mate Pete McSell came mm. on to talk about the book that he'd written, Your Investment Philosophy. Um, I think that the key thing for me out of that uh, was, A, just keep things simple. You don't overcomplicate it. He had a starting five, which I know resonated uh, with you. Yeah, yeah, around his philosophy. And yeah. it resonated because it's a – I mean, we – we run by a similar, um, well, the same philosophy Absolutely. basically, but uh, the fast five being that markets work, um, risk and return are related, diversification is is key, um, asset allocation is really going to decide your performance in the yep. in the long term, and of course uh, the final one is always stay disciplined when you've got your investment philosophy in place. Yeah, and he had a couple of also interesting stories in that. He had uh, his client who was invested in beefalo. <laughs> oh, I love that story. <laughs> that, was, that was a cracker. So if you haven't listened to that, it's worth listening and going back just to listen to the story about beef Mating, Mating a, a cow with a buffalo. Yeah, there exactly. Didn't make a lot of money out of that. No, it didn't. No. Um, the other short episode that we did was on a similar theory was uh, investing 101. Mm-hmm. And I think that the thing we got at, we, we tried to get at that, that um, and following on from Pete is investing is relatively simple. The hardest part is actually the start. And so actually starting is the best thing that anyone can do and then staying disciplined and keeping it simple after yeah. that. And, and getting the right advice, not the, yeah, not the advice around the lunchroom, basically. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. The, the cabbie giving you a stock tip's not the greatest thing you can follow. That's exactly right. Um, and then we, had a, we actually did a, our first series, a retirement series. That's correct. Um, which was actually really well received, um, which focused on the four phases of retirement. First was the, the psychology side yeah. of things is where we, we started. I actually had a, uh, a client um, give me a call after he listened to that uh, episode and he said he, he got a little bit worried because he actually thought we were talking about him in one of the <laughs> phases. He was actually entrenched in one of the phases. Uh, sorry, he'd recently retired and was in that sort of black hole space, not really knowing what to do yep. um, from there. So that really resonated with him. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, and, I, and then the second part of that was just um, about the money and I think the key takeaway we're trying to get for people is that it's not about your capital value, it's about the income stream and retirement and planning for retirement should be always really focused around capital um, because it's capital that you eat, it's capital, uh, sorry, it's income that you eat, it's mm. the income that gives you the money to go and buy the things you need to do and focus more on that and having that maintainable and the capital look after it. And if you're, if you're constantly focusing on the capital, which uh, in generally for most people in retirement, it's got some sort of attachment to markets that go up and down. If you're concentrating on that, um, it's going to cause you a bit of anxiety and stress when markets do what they do yep. over and, time. And you don't need the emotional ride that comes with that. Yep. Um, we then interviewed Mandy actually from the internally within the office who specialises in aged care, an area that we've started to do uh, a bit over the sort of certainly the back end of last year and it's just getting bigger and, and bigger with our business. Um, but the key takeout of that is for people looking at um, entering their parents or people themselves going into aged care, you, you do need to get advice. It's, a, it's an area from a cost perspective that can go on all different angles and, and there are a lot of things that you can actually do to, to reduce costs or to manage costs and it's completely different for every individual. Yeah. Um, so it's not as if you can get the advice from someone that's just done it, you know what I mean? So yeah. Your next-door neighbour is um, never going to be the same even if they think No. I think the other thing I remember from Mandy that came out of that is the sooner you start thinking about it, mm. 
the better off and the more options that you've got up your sleeve. And unfortunately, because it's such an emotionally confronting time, people tend to put off the decisions until they ultimately have to. And unfortunately, that limits the opportunities and the yeah. options that are available. And, 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 and limits the time because there are specific timeframes you, you need to get things done by. And if you, if you wait till they're... The actual time, it can be quite difficult, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other, another episode that we did was the uh, – we put the poll out on Facebook, ask us a question, oh, yep. um, and, and it was good. We got some questions in, so someone um, was out there listening. Hopefully we answered those. Uh, and, you know, I won't recap on the questions, but I think the other thing that we shared in that is that we all make dumb mistakes. One of the questions, mm. what was the silliest mistake, financial mistake you've made? We each shared one of those. Yep. Um, and I think the tip out of that was we're all going to make them. And as long as you learn from them and don't repeat them, then your investment journey will probably be okay. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, and then we, what did we go and do then? I think we had uh, Paul. Uh, no, no, Luckbeer we had first. Oh, Luckbeer. We started the business series. That's yep. right, Luckbeer um, Singh. So we, uh, it ended, well, it's ended up being a uh, two-part series. Two-part <laughs> series because um, the first one went so well. So basically he spoke about planning for success starting out in business and the, and the three phases that he looked at from early startup um, through to the pre-exit phase um, and then we're yet to do but we're um, I think probably the next podcast after episode, this yep. we'll be doing the um, what he calls the good bit the time when the money's in the bin what do you do what do you do then yeah that was a fantastic um, chat and then the last episode that we dropped at the beginning of December was our chat with uh, our mate Horny the business partner for a long time mm. 20 odd years and um, I think that for me, the take out of uh, that episode, apart from the fact that Paul's very passionate about what he does and has an awesome job for, for clients, was he was able to share some stories and the common theme amongst most of those client stories was clients that took advice and stuck to the plan, adapted the plan as their lives changed, all ended up with very excellent outcomes and are really happy uh, where they sit now, many years down the track. Yeah, without necessarily making... Um, huge uh, exotic decisions you know no. about investments or anything like that just sticking to the plan and yeah. and and working to it and being committed and, and then being committed doing and disciplined long, yeah discipline and doing things over a long period of time has delivered outstanding results so uh, that was it was it was good hopefully we've got many more great episodes to come another 20 odd coming up this year so yep. we look forward to maybe doing a recap again next year and and now being I guess the the start of twenty twenty three. We've had a couple of articles come across the yeah, desk, absolutely. Um, that we that we do want to touch on, which is I guess we can have a little bit of fun with this. But um, every year uh, at the start of the year, you'll have um, a panel of uh, different forecasters. I guess come out with their predictions for the for the year ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought we'd take, in one instance, we'll take a look back at twenty twenty two and some of the predictions at the start of twenty twenty two or the end of twenty twenty one and. And sort of what happened there, and then um, I guess we'll have a look at things in store. Or Jason, your predictions <laughs> for twenty twenty three. For twenty 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 three. So this particular article that that came across the desk is um, the one done by the Bloomberg News, where they um, get a whole heap of forecasters and advisors in. Um, and I mean, sort of, they Paul's just copped a fine. That's his phone going off in his pocket. I oh know that's a phone. What is going on here? It's the wife too. They're going to be in trouble. <laughs> Aren't you off. Um, so I want to touch base on a, a few of the predictions that that were made. Um, well, some of the there, there are a heap, but one of the ones we'll stick to is Bitcoins. I think is always a good one oh, because yeah, it's topical. It? Cryptocurrency is being topical for the last I don't know how many years at the moment, but. 
the prediction was in in some circumstances that they it would go above one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yep, per Bitcoin. I think by the it, end of twenty twenty two. By the end of twenty two, I think at the time it might have been seventy thousand. Yeah, or something like that. Um, and at the end, I think it's ended at about twenty thousand. Yeah, it's ended in the twenties somewhere. Yeah, prediction. I think through that time, there's the youngest ever mega multi millionaire. Um, I can't quite remember his same. Oh yeah, I can't the, quite remember yeah, his the name, cryptocurrency he, exchanges the cryptocurrency, fell down, and yeah, suddenly yeah. you know he was. Yeah, he probably had a bigger scam and a big pyramid going than, you know, plenty of people in jail. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, scary. So that's yet to flow through the courts, that. Yeah, so that was uh, that was Bitcoin. Interest rates, obviously, has always oh, yeah, been a good one absolutely. and been topical for for us and, and our clients as well for, for 2022. Um, some of the predictions there that the um, that the, the cash rate will stay where it is at historic lows. We obviously know that. That didn't. Yeah. Um, We've had successive rises for the last six months or something. <laughs> yep, yep. Inflation. Yeah. The other thing, uh, the prediction there, uh, in most cases, that would be in this, in this, in this particular article, the inflation will go to about two or three percent. Well, it's obviously doubled that, <laughs> and, more. End, yeah. and more by the end of, um, the, yeah, by the end of twenty twenty two. And then you look at the investment markets, bonds, and 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 share markets yep. around the world. Uh, that in Australia, I think they were a bit optimistic. They said they uh, predicted yields will go up to about two and a half percent from about one and a half percent for ten year ten year bonds. Um, they ended up over four percent. Yep. I think in October in the share markets. This is my favourite one. Yeah. So this is the some of the some of the panelists didn't didn't make a prediction. So of the panelists that made predictions, predictions. yep. This is what they predicted, and it varied from a range of a positive ten percent yep. for twenty twenty two. To a negative forty-five percent. Wow! So there you go. There's your prediction. Right? Someone, Someone in there might have got right. that right. Yeah, I think is what we ended up at negative two or something. I think yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah, so. no, it, it's fascinating, and they come up every year. There's someone putting out an article, or there's you know, popul- it starts populating from about mid-December about what's going to happen in twenty-two, and I think it finishes somewhere in around Australia Day, or some people yeah. even go near to Easter, still giving predictions about what's going to happen for the year. So it's it's fascinating. I came across this article. On the New York um, Times, actually, just today, uh, I think it got published in the middle of December, but I only just found it today. And this columnist was—he—he he takes a similar ilk, I think, to us in that he goes every year he writes an article about the things that people said last year that didn't work. And you know, I'm not—we'll put a link to the whole article on the on the podcast in the Facebook. But I think his second paragraph is the sums up for me, and he titles it "Accepting Uncertainty." He says, these annual reports often contain contain impressive erudition. I pour through this stuff compulsively in a search of nuggets that I can file away for a future column. But with a high degree of confidence, I will predict, repeat the prediction I've made before. The consensus forecast for this year will be wrong. <laughs> Read these things if you find them interesting, but don't rely on them or those who produce them to guide your investing. Instead, embrace uncertainty. Accept that all you need to invest without knowing... What will happen to your money over the short term? Be sure to first put aside enough money in a safe place. Start, be yep. disciplined, and like like somewhere, and pay, have enough to pay for the bills for the month ahead. And then he goes on to talk about other things. And I think it's 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 fascinating that that's essentially right. People have opinions. Yep. But as you said, with that range that was before positive ten to minus forty five. Yeah, that's exactly right. I like that. There was another article you had there. Where it talks about the share markets specifically yeah. about not making. People not making decisions based on what happened 
last year. They make decisions. So people make decisions based on what happened last year. Yep. Um, going forward, where share markets they they forget yesterday and they make they have no memory or something like that. They spoke about in the article. Share markets don't have a, a memory. They just start from a clean slate. Yeah, that was day. one that came out today. I've got it in my mm. hand here. This by mate of ours or a mate of mine. You haven't met Sammy yet, but he's a, one of the guy members. Okay, his gotcha. offices in, du- yep. in Dubai. Fantastic bloke. He writes very very prevalently. And he's written this article at Lob today. Markets state eat, start eat, start again. The markets start every day on a clean slate and shows should you. He says, people have memories, markets don't. Yeah. And that's a good thing. One of the best things about markets is they don't remember what happened last week or last year or even a minute ago. <laughs> and then he goes on to say things like, markets are smarter and faster than you or me. So anything you've been reading about, markets have already priced in. It's factored in, yeah. You know? And so because he follows a very similar philosophy to us and you know, like the many of these other journalists, they're interesting, but that's all it is because markets are already moved on. Markets are dealing with information. And my fabulous prediction for 2023... That's it. There's drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> ...is that markets will do something that will surprise us and we won't see coming. That may be good, that may be bad, but I guarantee that they will be unpredictable. Geez, you've gone out on a limb there. And I? Solidly <laughs> out on a limb. I do not well, know what's that's coming. That's exactly right, isn't and, it? And the beauty is we don't care and we don't need to know because all of those principles that we believe in for creating wealth happen slowly and they happen with discipline and consistency over long periods of time. That's exactly right. So that's uh, sort of the wrap-up of, of uh, last year and um, what we want to touch on too is some of the stuff we want to... Yeah, we've got some, some good ideas. Things, some good ideas new... coming forward for the, for the podcast. Um, we, got, we certainly got more client interviews yep. um, coming up, which we're pretty excited about. There's, an, there's one coming up in probably a month or so time that, that's really going to be a successful business owner in Cairns that's done some really good things. Not only um, growing around Australia, but also overseas. So that's yep. that's going to be a pretty cool. You're going to tell his story, which is which is fascinating. Yeah, so we're going to hopefully get some more yeah. more clients there. Um, you've come back from one of your your guy tours with another a yeah, great, with a great idea that we're going to run idea. with. So a friend, you know, colleague of ours, I think I mentioned in the very first episode, um, who basically encouraged us to do a podcast anyway. They got a very very um, successful podcast called the Rational Reminder, Cameron and and Ben. In Canada, and they have this concept, or they created last year, of a, a book a book club to encourage people to read more because there's so many studies about people who read generally, consistently, statistically are more successful than people that don't. Mm. I don't, don't know whether it, it seems to come up all the time, but so they're doing a uh, a scheme. Their scheme this year is 23 books for 23. We're probably not going to go out that far, but I thought we'd introduce this concept of a book club. Mm. And so we've, we've introduced that here at work. Um, ben, our newest advisor, which is really exciting. Ben uh, got signed off at the end of December and is now fully qualified and um, able to talk to clients in his own right from January. He's going to run that here. And we've selected the first two books for the book club. Um, and so we thought we'd share them here on the podcast. And then once a quarter, we're going to do a review or talk about the books that were in the book club. And I thought if we share it here, not only can we do it with the staff at work, but people, listeners might want to read along and then contribute or write in their thoughts about the books before we talk about it. And we can take that into consideration yeah, when we're doing the review. Good. So our first two books are The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel, which we've referred to a number of times mm-hmm. um, through the podcast of last year. Um, so that's sort of got a financial planning investment type bent to it. And then the second book is going to be more of a 
autobiography or with some learnings in it. And uh, Ben selected Green Lights, which is Matthew McConaughey's autobiography, yep. which is interesting. So I haven't read it yet, so I'm looking forward to doing that. So if people want to read a, read along, jump in that. We'll do Morgan Housel. Um, we're going to do Morgan Hassel first and then uh, Green Lights, but we'll do them both as a book club review probably yep. in towards the end of March. And we'll plan to do the reviews sort of... Yeah, end of the, we'll end end of the quarter. quarter. Yeah, end, end of the quarter. quarter. So somewhere so in the you know, end of March years. before Easter, we'll we'll drop that and then yep. we'll roll the next one will be the quarter after that. So Ben's going to come on and do that episode with us, which will be exciting. Yeah, um, yeah, I reckon it'll be unreal. Yeah. Be great. Uh, looking, for, looking forward to that. Um, I've given a couple of... Rec- Actually, no... So what they they uh, they said people who read are more successful. Yeah, is audio books count in that? Can we listen yeah, to these as well? No, I think you can listen yeah, to them. Right. I think it's that's the concept good. of actually expanding the brain by yep. thought from other people, and it yep. doesn't. It's interesting. Some of this. I mean, I can't quote the studies because they have them in front of me, but I don't. It doesn't necessarily have to be factual books. Like it's just yeah. the concept of reading and expanding the brain yeah. enables people to process it. I assume enables you to process information better and that's one of the keys to success is being able to analyse, strategize, which is brain power, right? Yep. Yep. Right. So that's the the wrap up for for twenty twenty two and some uh, great ideas and hopefully um, a great twenty twenty three going forward for us. As always, if you have any ideas, please feel free to to throw any ideas that you may want us to, to have a chat about going forward because um, we always need a, a bit of a bank in the background but head to the Wealth Radar um, Facebook page let us know your thoughts um, suggest any topics as I said um, please make sure you like the page Absolutely. We, do, we do like people ticking it or giving five stars and what have you so if you could do that for us that would be great and share it around we love to keep uh, those downloads um, growing and we're really excited about 2023 being bigger and better for the Wealth Radar podcast. And look forward to our next podcast, Luck Beer Sing, the, the yep. part two of the business series. Yep, which we'll, uh, we'll drop in a fortnight. Okay, Thanks guys. very much. Bye. Cheers. podcast is for informational purposes only and the information contained is of a general nature and may not be relevant to your particular circumstances. The circumstances of each investor are different and you should seek advice from a professional financial advisor who can consider if particular strategies and products are right for you. In all instances where information is based on historical performance, it is important to understand this is not a reliable indicator of future performance. You should not rely on any material on this podcast to make investment decisions and should seek professional advice. Fowler's Group ABN 5710524484 is an authorised representative number 230575 and credit representative number 403265 of FYG Planners Propriety Limited ABN 5509497254 Australian Financial Services and Credit Licence Number 224543